Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. What if I told you the secret sauce to being worry-free has nothing to do with money or cranberries? Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do them that have it. Get more of it, the less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Ever been truly worried? I mean, really worried. The type of worry that almost paralyzes you into not being able to do anything. The type of worry that robs you of all hope, all joy, worry that forces you to not let go of the past and not be able to enjoy the present. Worry, for instance, like the worry the first pilgrims must have felt over 400 years ago when a ragtag bunch of religious separatists known as the Puritans decided to flee their homeland of England in hopes of a better way of life. Think we've got it rough today as our government orders us to social distance at church and try to sing through masks. Head back in time as the Puritans were forced to attend a church whose beliefs didn't line up with theirs, a church that was basically run by the government. In fact, the English Act of Uniformity of 1559 deemed it illegal not to attend official Church of England services with a fine of one shilling for each missed Sunday, and also the penalty for not following the government's church laws that could include imprisonment and larger fines for conducting unofficial services. No wonder the pilgrims risked their lives to pile into wooden boats to head out across uncharted waters to hopefully find a better place to live. So imagine being one of those brave souls trying to avoid death and disease, riding along in boats with no idea of where and when they might be landing on a shore. No, compared to us and our easy way of life, these people had it rough, which is why in 1621, accompanied by a strong belief in God, these Puritans, who would be referred to as the Plymouth colonists, along with the Native American Wampanoag Indians who were there to greet them, shared an autumn feast that is acknowledged today as Thanksgiving. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, Thanksgiving specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker, and today I'm going to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt how being thankful will help reduce and possibly eliminate your worries over the future. But before I cut into the financial turkey and reveal the secret sauce to being worry-free, let me introduce none other than fellow financial pilgrim, America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orender. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How did you like being referred to as a financial pilgrim? A financial pilgrim? I didn't get here on a boat, but okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I kind of thought of that last minute. You're making me hungry with all the talk about turkeys and cranberry sauce, and I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Did you see what Gina brought in yesterday, that casserole? Oh, I had some of oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you, Gina. Yes, thank you very much, Gina. We got a little at our offices here in Louisville. We've got a nice little kitchen down there. Actually, it's turned into a nice kitchen. 
And we didn't have room for an oven, so I bought one of these small, compact Wolf brand ovens. That thing is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really is. I, I'm not trying to push Wolf on you folks. They're not a sponsor of the show, but if you're in that predicament, maybe you're in an apartment, you don't have a nice oven, It's they're not cheap, but boy, are they handy, the, the little Wolf brand ovens. But anyway, yeah, we are talking a lot about turkey. We're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about being thankful. Um, by the way, Aaron, uh, as we record this show, what is it, October 27th, 2020, this actually will be on in Bowling Green and Bardstown on Thursday. That's Thanksgiving Yeah, this Day. is going to be on Thanksgiving. So for all those of you listening, happy Thanksgiving. There you go. And then for those of you on uh, LAP over in Lexington on Sunday, we trust that you have had a wonderful Thanksgiving. By the way, our radio show, you know, I'm getting more and more feedback on this radio show. Uh, we are very appreciative of our listeners. I've got a gentleman that... Uh, uh, they had actually started working with us. He's a pastor that actually travels on Sunday. He helps out at a small church and was on the road and caught the show. We have somebody down in Florida who used to be in Kentucky. Well, they let us know they watch the show, uh, listen to the show online. So again, folks, yeah, you can go online uh, no matter where you are and uh, just type in, I guess you could do LAP.com or KCC.com. Yeah, you could go to the radio station websites, or if you want to catch past episodes, you can go to SoundCloud.com type in worry-free retirement and we'll, you'll find all the past episodes right then and there. Just have fun listening. Yeah, that's awesome. And speaking of listening, boy, we're going to have an, an exciting guest on the show uh, in just a little while. You'll want to stay tuned, a little surprise guest to help us think through this whole topic of being more thankful. So you know why I referred to the pilgrims, don't you? Right. Well, what can you imagine? Now, again, folks, I'm not belittling this whole coronavirus and masks and shutdowns and sitting 20 feet apart from each other in church, but can you imagine being that convicted in your values and your beliefs that you're going to hop on a boat? I mean, you've seen pictures of these boats. The yes. May, what was the Mayflower? What was it? Santa Maria? What were the three boats? Anybody the remember? Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. There you go. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I, Gina's got that new boat at the lake. I won't even get on that thing because I get seasick in boats. But, no, I mean, it's amazing, folks, what these people would go through. And then to have a meal that we call Thanksgiving and to thank God for bringing them over, which I'm sure a lot of them didn't make it. It, it just reminds me that we've got so much to be thankful for in this country, although it looks like we're in tumultuous times. I'm thinking, come on, give me a break. I mean, would you really trade places with the pilgrims on a boat? Not, not in a minute. No. Nope. Who, who would? Oh, by the way, um, of course, we're not at Thanksgiving, but what are your plans for Thanksgiving? You got any family coming in? Yeah, I've actually got uh, my brother and his family. They live in Colorado, and uh, they're... I didn't, know, wait, I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah. Older or younger? Older. Okay. I'm the baby. I'm the youngest. How, I have an how older much sister. older is he than you? He's five years older than me. Okay. He's gotcha. five years older than me. He thinks he's taller than me, but he's not. He's Ooh. not. Well, you're a pretty tall fella. <laughs> he claims to be 6'4". I'm 6'2". Yeah. I don't... I want to see I this. I don't think. No. I don't think what so. What about size shoe? Does he have a size... Oh, now his size shoe, yeah, he's like in a 14 or a 15. I'm, oh, in, a, I'm in a 12 or 13, so... Okay. Well, we and we're going to be spending our Thanksgiving actually at my daughter and favorite son-in-law's house and two grandchildren at their new house up here in Louisville. We're looking forward to that. My mom and brother and... My wife and uh, hopefully all of her kids will be there. But yeah, so I'm, we're looking forward to Thanksgiving. But I want uh, here's the problem with holidays. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes holidays force upon us an emotion, or I guess yeah, emotion is the best way to describe this. When really, maybe we don't really feel that emotion. I mean, we're in Thanksgiving. 
my concern is that there's a lot of people out there that maybe through no fault of their own, maybe they're going through problems, divorce, loss of a child. I mean, the whole thing, coronavirus. I think a lot of people right. are just struggling with this whole issue of this lockdown. And you may be thinking, well, what am I really supposed to be thankful for? Well, when we come back, we're going to have a special guest, someone who is very, very experienced in helping us understand the root of Thanksgiving as we talk about this concept of the attitude of gratitude. It's going to be very helpful for you. So regardless of whether you're having a barrel of laughs this Thanksgiving or you're wondering what the heck life's all about, you want to stay tuned. Some encouraging stuff coming your way on the Worry-Free Retirement. Warning. A licensed insurance agent with no prior knowledge of annuities can legally toss your 401k into an annuity. Don't make that mistake. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com before ever purchasing an annuity. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no obligation appointment. Let us help you today. It is estimated that each day over 10,000 people will turn 65, which means a lot of advisors selling a lot of annuities. Don't make the mistake of buying the wrong annuity. Learn more about annuities at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we are quite honored to have in the studios with us none other than Mr. Bob Russell with Bob Russell Ministries here in Louisville. First of all, sir, thank you for taking time to be with us. Well, I'm glad to, Tony. Thank you. You're welcome. So basically, this show is being broadcast, pre-recorded, of course, but broadcast during the weekend of Thanksgiving, and uh, the attitude of gratitude is permeating from our show today, but we thought you could come in a little bit about your background and where you are at this place in your life and uh, how you've been able to help people. So if you don't mind, before we get started with the actual interview, tell us a little bit about yourself and sure. uh, uh, your background and how you got started in ministry. I grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania, kind of in the country, and uh, went into ministry, decided for ministry my senior year of high school, went to Bible college. I thought I would be preaching in a little country church somewhere. <laughs> and uh, this church in Louisville was just starting and looking for a young man to come be a part of their church. And I came in 1966 at 22 years of age. Wow. How and many so people were at this church They had at about the time? 120 at the okay. time. Mm -hmm. And I stayed for 40 years. They could not get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy in Louisville and the church grew and it became a, a, a tremendous experience. And I married and uh, had two boys. One boy is a preacher in Florida. One boy is a policeman here in town. I have seven grandchildren. I retired from Southeast Christian Church in 2006, and since that time I've had what I've called uh, very creatively Bob Russell Ministries, and my focus is primarily to try to encourage younger preachers. Hmm. Because of the growth that happened at Southeast Christian and because of my age and experience, sometimes younger guys will listen to me. And uh, so I try to encourage and, and boost up younger preachers. I conduct 
retreats. I limited them to eight guys because I want them to be interactive. And I've done 104 retreats Gosh. over the last 14 years. And they never got old for me. Hmm. And it's kind of my sweet spot, and I've really, really enjoyed that. So you've definitely got, I guess, that spirit of encouraging others. It shows, I can tell just briefly talking to you. As we get into Thanksgiving weekend, um, speaking of encouragement, you're always concerned. I know a lot of people are very thankful now. We've been through, uh, as we filmed this in 2020, COVID and all that. But maybe speak to those out here who are maybe struggling a little bit with life. And they're having trouble being thankful or having this attitude of gratitude. And what, you, what might you share with them? Well, everybody goes through ups and downs. And uh, I think one of the challenges of Scripture is to give thanks in all circumstances, the Bible says. And when we're discouraged, uh, I, I think it's helpful to, number one, analyze why we're there. When I get down, I say, what's, what's really making me down? And the last time I got discouraged, I, I narrowed it down to three things. One, I had a granddaughter who was struggling with health problems. I was really so worried about So loved ones, her. when they're struggling, it's and hard sometimes. Number two, I was really concerned about our country and the way it's falling apart. And number three, University of Louisville football was doing poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our priorities right here, right? And it, it, <laughs> it convicted me. I said, one of the reasons I'm down is kind of silly. And then the other two, I can't control. I can pray about them. I'm going to have to release them to the Lord and believe what I say I believe. Mm. And that is, I'm going to take my burden to the Lord and leave it there. That's easier said than done. But I, I, I think if we analyze why we're discouraged, then if we can associate with somebody who went through the same thing hmm. and they got to the other side of it, it's really an encouragement to say, you know what, I, if they got through it, I can get through it too. You know, for years I used to teach an adult men's Bible study class and they're all older than me. And I used to tell them, I said, you all need to be out talking more to young people because they had such wisdom in the things they've been through. And then you shared, that's a little bit, seems to be your ministry too. I know you'd mentioned the younger people. Speak to what's going on in the lives as you see it through young people, whether they're in the ministry or not, maybe challenges they have that we did not have at that same age, maybe. Mm -hmm. I was on a podcast just about two weeks ago from Lifeway in Nashville, and the host said, Bob, preachers are going through some tough times right now. Uh, you've been through a lot of ups and downs in your ministry. Uh, have a word of encouragement for young preachers. And I said, you know what? I did have a lot of ups and downs in ministry, but I don't know if I've been through anything like these guys are going through today. Closing the church down, mm -hmm. uh, having to go online services when they're not experienced to do that, all the political rancor that's going on, and people coming to church on edge and wanting the preacher to take a stand one way or another. What they're going through today is tougher than anything I went through. And if you ask me to talk to young people, I would have to say, hey, this is a tough age right now. Uh, I've never seen our country so divided, so uncertain, and we're going through this uh, pandemic, and there's so much negativity in, in media, and so many conflicting uh, challenges and ideologies trying to grab the minds of uh, young people. I, I've got to say, I can sympathize with <laughs> you, and, and I hope that that helps, but most importantly, make sure you know what your focus in life is. Because there is one rock, there is one foundation that can keep you steady, and that is Jesus Christ and hope in God. That's why the Bible says, set your affections on the things that are above and not on things of earth. And if you're well grounded in what you believe and why you believe it, then you can go through anything. Yeah, amen to that. As we do when we're recording this show, actually on Election Day 2020, 
And regardless of who's president and how things move out, speak to that a little bit in your thoughts on Scripture and what God would have to say about us followers of Christ. And regardless of who's in office or what might bode for this country over the next couple of years, how can we find things that we still can be so, so very thankful for? There are a couple of scriptures that come to mind as you ask that question. The one is in Philippians 4 where it says, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything with thanksgiving. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we're, we're told in scripture as, as Christian people, we shouldn't be wringing our hands. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't be biting our fingernails over things we can't control. We've got to say, okay, I believe in the providence of God. I believe it in the end his ultimate will is going to be accomplished regardless of who's president or whether the Democrats take over the Senate or whatever happens. Don't be anxious about those things. Really believe what you say you believe. The second scripture that comes to mind is in 1 Peter 2 where it talks about you submit to the governing authorities for there's no authority except that which God has appointed. It's repeated in Romans 13. Uh, regardless of who's in office, Christians ought to be the very best citizens we can be. And boy, that's hard though, isn't it? It I, really I admit is it. hard. It's hard. And, and as long as we're not asked to do something that is contrary to Scripture, we shouldn't be out uh, in, in the resistance movement or pillaging and, and looting and making life miserable for the authorities, whether it's the governor or the president or the police. Mm -hmm. Christians ought to be the most cooperative and, and the, the biggest boosters of, of those in authority. So I, I think that's a, an opportunity for us to be a positive witness if, if we go according to Scripture rather than according to our feelings. And then the last thing, and this, this is probably a little heavy here, but we have a lot of our uh, viewers, we have thousands and thousands of viewers on the Word for Retirement. And I know a lot of them, we call them in the second half, Bob. Maybe they're getting to a point in life, kids are grown, maybe they've lost a spouse. This is a tough time for them, the holidays. What could you share with them that God might be reminding them of as they get in these later years of life. Well, if you're in the second half, you'd be grateful because I'm in the final two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost two, in overtime, I've hopefully. Had, I've had the two-minute warning. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am more joyful today than I've ever been in my life. Why is that? I've always been a joyful person. But if we really believe that the best is yet to be, Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. I go to prepare one for you. I believe that with all of my heart. Uh, my, my body has some aches and pains, and I, I, I've got some But you're troubles. hitting the golf ball farther, you yeah, said. That's, but, that's impressive. But it's not straight. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I get down, I ask, do you, when my dad died, a guy who was kind of a mentor to me looked at me and he said, well, now it's time for you to believe what you say you believe. And that sounds harsh, but that was the most comforting thing to me. Because, you know, all my life I've said, I believe Christ died for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose bodily from the grave. I believe his promise that because I live, you shall live also. Now I'm going to act like I believe what I say I believe. And the older we get, the more joyful we ought to be because we're closer to home. Mm -hmm. If we really believe that that's true. And you know something else? If you are joyful and thankful as an older person, it's contagious. People uh, want to be around somebody who's joyful. You never say, let's go over to Bill's house. I just love to hear him gripe, don't you? <laughs> no, you want to be around somebody right. who's upbeat and positive. And your opportunity to be a witness and an encourager as an older person is enhanced so much if you have a joyful spirit. You wouldn't believe the number of people who ask me to go play golf with them. 
Hmm. I'm 77. Fun to be around, right? Be, because be I, make them, I make them look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they know they're going to laugh, and I'm going to have fun. And even if I play poorly, I can laugh and, and not make life miserable for everybody else. Well, that's, those are great words to end on and great encouraging words. And uh, I hope everybody out there has a wonderful Thanksgiving. But regardless of what you're going through, I think, like you said, the power of Christ uh, covers all, all sins and also covers all sorrows. So we thank you so much for the encouraging words today, Bob. Well, we have so much to be thankful for. And uh, the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. G.K. Chesterton in the late 1800s, English writer said, gratitude is the mother of all virtues. Oh man, that's, that's positive stuff. Thank you so much. And folks, we'll be right back. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. You know, it is estimated that worldwide, listen to this figure, some 264 million people right now at this very moment, people of all ages, cultures, colors, they are suffering from something called depression. Now, depression is real, it's serious, and it's considered by many experts to be a leading cause of disability and a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. Interesting. Uh, Aaron, I was uh, kind of researching this a little bit. Of course, you got to remember, I've got a degree in psychology. Uh, my oldest boy is a psychiatric nurse practitioner. My dad was in the mental health business. My brother, who we're going to have on the show, he's a drug and alcohol counselor of 40 years of experience. So I've kind of been around the mental illness world. Okay, I've always had kind of an interest in subjects like this. But guess what age range right now that experts fear is one of the most depressed age ranges as a percentage of the population. You're not, I don't think you'll guess this. Uh, what, what comes to mind? I don't know, 40, 45 years that, yeah. of age? See, I would think kind of that midlife kind of thing. It's 20 to 21-year-olds. Ooh. Yeah, I can... I guess I could kind yeah. of understand that if I think about it. Yeah, I mean, you got the pandemic. You got student debt. I mean... You got, uh, not that it's a different age range, but, you know, I don't know if there's the social connection like we used to have. You know, everything's online. Everything's and, online, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, when I was 20 or 21, I thought about this. You know, the biggest stressful moment I ever had during the normal course of a week was whether when I went into Burger King, I was going to get cheese or no cheese on the Whopper. That was about <laughs> it. That was about, folks, I mean, I, really, you look back in time, when I was that age, it was the late 70s, early 80s. I mean... Again, I'm just thankful. Don't don't take this wrong, young people, if you're listening. But I'm really thankful the time I grew up in. I mean, uh, so I think that's a, another thing. This is a financial show. So you parents and grandparents out there, just kind of be aware of that. The pressures uh, on young people today, although we might say, well, heck, they got it made, Tony. You know, the, what do they have to worry about? Well, statistically, apparently they're worried about a lot. And that may be you right now. You may be out there and it's Thanksgiving. We're supposed to be thankful and we're supposed to have this attitude of gratitude. And you're like, man, this, I don't have anything to be thankful for. So I think that's why we had 
uh, we've, we're covering this topic of trying to remind us that there's so much we can be thankful of and for. But basically, I, I wanted to, you know, we talked about the attitude of gratitude, Aaron. So what I did was I looked up the word attitude in Webster's Dictionary. So I, I'm, I know you haven't had a chance to cheat. I have. But just quickly, how would you define attitude in just 20 words or less? What comes to mind? Attitude, I would say, like your feelings toward a particular situation or circumstance in your life. That's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, the fav- my favorite definition in Webster's was a position assumed for a specific purpose. So let's go back to the pilgrims. Their purpose was they wanted to worship God They wanted to, the way they wanted to worship them. Their position and conviction was so strong that they were willing to jump on a boat and head out. Isn't that amazing? That is. So people's attitude, whether it's good attitude, bad attitude, your position in life and what you're really here for, your purpose, what, what is that purpose? And I'm afraid, Aaron, sometimes, especially when it gets into retirement planning, I'm not sure if people have as much purpose or they have a fear of losing their purpose. Let me, let me explain this. Okay. So you know our typical client, Aaron, they tend to be retired or retiring soon. Some of the most difficult conversations I have with people when they come to see me, they say, all right, Tony, I'm looking forward to retiring. I'll say, well, why you want to retire? Typically what I'm hearing more and more of, Aaron, is, well, you know what? It's just not the same at work anymore. They're putting more and more pressure on me. I can't really do the job the way I used to. There's a lot of good reasons. And they just say, you know what? This pandemic has created this a little bit. I mean, you got people working from home. Yeah. There's early 60s. They used to be around people. They're like, I hate this. I mean, and some people like it, but there's some say, I don't like this. Uh, Some people have had to go back into work. And since they're so short staffed, they're saying, I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that is your purpose. So that's my purpose, quite frankly. We'll talk about this briefly, but I love work. I love the fact that I can help so many people. So you remember about the first four weeks of this pandemic? Remember when we had to literally kind of just shut down and not see people? Yes. I mean, I wasn't probably that fun to be around. I mean, it was like, (laughs) I want to see people. This is what I do for a living. I love talking to people. So folks, if you are retired or thinking of retirement, this may be one reason you're going through a lot of worry. You're feeling a little depressed. Possibly you haven't established your purpose. So let me challenge you on this. If you're sitting there right now thinking, you know, Tony, I, I, really, I really do want to retire. If you don't have a hobby, if you haven't thought through what you're going to do with your time, and if this is a voluntary retirement, and it's one thing if you're laid off or you're offered a huge buyout and you can't resist. I met a lady yesterday. I mean, I can't blame her. She's like uh, almost 60. I mean, she's been a hard worker. I asked her, I said, on average, how many hours a week have you worked over the last 30 years? And she said, on average, probably 55 to 60. Can you imagine doing that for 30 years? Yeah. So although she's 60, they've offered her a buyout. She's like, I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) I mean, absolutely, give me that money. But but also in my conversation, I said, so what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm not sure. Now, that's not a bad thing, but what I'm a little concerned about with people sometimes is they haven't kind of redefined what they want to do. What is your purpose going to be? Because that's when folks, I feel like, you know, you need to step back sometimes and take on what we call this attitude of gratitude. So that's you right now. And you're sitting there going, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. Um, I'm not sure about this retirement thing. I'm nervous about retirement. I don't know how to take all this money I've stockpiled and saved and converted into an income I can never outlive. That's what we do, folks. We are really, really good at helping people, first of all, Make sure they understand where they are financially for retirement. I mean, I've got over 2,000 clients, and I've literally met 
in person with over 15,000 people over the years. I've done this a long time. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to getting a written game plan, which will help define your purpose, but more importantly, it'll make sure that you don't worry about money as you get into retirement. So that's you if you're sitting there saying, Tony, not only am I worried about this whole idea of not having a purpose, but I don't have a written game plan. What is the first thing you all do at Tony Walker Financial? Well, what we're becoming known for, and Aaron, I know we've talked a lot about this, is something called the split IRA concept. So what we do with our split IRA concept, we have the best of both worlds. I'm one of the few advisors in the country that's trained in both the securities world and the world of annuities. So what we do through our Charles Schwab platform, currently we've got about 115 million under management in this platform we just started about three years ago. Our Schwab platform is where you have liquidity and access to your money and money that you can use now before it's too late. And then on the back end, we use fixed annuities for that beloved mailbox money. So if you're sitting there and you need a game plan, you want to worry less about money, you want a structure and a well-seasoned fiduciary to help you, why don't you log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Let us help you take the worry out of your money and get excited about your future. TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on that Let's Get Started or feel free to give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. I hope it's been encouraging and uplifting. Next week, we're going to have an interesting show on investments and why you got to be careful about getting a little too greedy when it comes to retirement planning. You've been listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. We look forward to talking to you next week. But between now and then, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it, you don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.